Welcome to Ales and Strange Tales Season 3. We are your hosts, Chris Moyers, and I'm Dan Stickney. And if you don't know by now, we like to have a few beers and share tales of the supernatural, paranormal, and just plain strange. So sit back, grab yourself a drink, and dive into the strange with us. Welcome back to Ales and Strange Tales Season 3, Episode 2. Two. <laughs> I'm Chris Moyers. Dan Stickney. And we have a few more stories for you and a strange... Do you have a strange news as well? No, I didn't get to that. I've got to have a strange news. It's interest, It's an interesting news article, so <laughs> we're going to do it. Anyway, straight into the beers, I have brought Three Floyd's Barbarian Haze IPA. And anyone has met me knows I'm a bit barbaric sometimes, so totally. it fits very nicely. A bit of a barbarian. <laughs> it's a double dry hopped IPA, uh, 6.5%. I enjoy it. Dan, what did you bring? Speaking of three Floyds, I got the old zombie dust. And if anybody really knows me, I could be a zombie sometimes. Oh, oh, yes, oh, he can. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I've drank this before. I got the old deal at the 7-Eleven. I got another beer coming up next here in a minute. Half Acre Daisy Cutter Pale Ale, which is also pretty good. Ooh, breaking the mold. You got two different beers in one episode. Yeah. Ooh. You didn't run this by your co-host, but whatever. <laughs> That's cool. Sorry, bro. Outdoing me with the beers. <laughs> So, today I'm going to touch on Dan's mansion, apparently. Yep, I got a mansion. It's the Stickney Stickney Mansion in Bull Valley, Illinois. A bunch of bullshit. (laughs) It is the Stickney Mansion. It has nothing to do with Dan as far as we know. Right? I don't know if I'm related to him exactly. No, I don't know. Well, obviously we didn't do fucking research again. Because I've heard of this fucking house and... I don't know if I ever looked up. Look at it. It looks like the Chainsaw Massacre house, man. Yeah, it's creepy. That's fucking A creepy. And I know all about it, too. I'm not going to spoil anything. You're going to tell. I'm going to tell the whole deal on it. And I got a strange news about dinosaur footprints in a diner. Ooh. Pretty fucking spicy. What do you got, Dan? Well, I just got a story from uh, a guy that, well, our old boy Shane. I think he was on episode seven. Season two, episode seven? Yeah. I want to say seven, six, seven. Told us a story about how he saw the fucking uh, big old mothership and all the like fifty little ships flying around it or whatever. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, I remember that. He's got another UFO story, but this time he's got video. Video for us to share. We're gonna share it. Dan shared a video of some fucking balloons the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know what it was, but it looks like balloons. It was weird looking. Yeah. <laughs> So apparently there's uh, unidentified birthday parties in Boulder Hill. <laughs> Pretty awesome though. It's something. It's something to look at. It just it was strange when I saw it. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but uh, is there anything else we need to touch on or talk about regarding the podcast? That I did I'm wear not... my shirt today. Oh, the Ales of Strange Tales yeah, with a barcode shirt. Yep, it's actually covered under my flannel and whatnot. But... So it's almost like he's not wearing it at all, yeah, folks. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Unless he does a little strip tease at the bar tonight, no one's going to even know. Yeah, maybe we'll have to get a hoodie or something. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm thinking of giving a, doing a giveaway, but 
if anybody out there, by the time they listen to this, let me know if you want one. Yeah. We might uh, do a little contest or something. We'll and if you out. do ask for a shirt, you better have a fucking story, too. That's how you get it. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it. But. Whoever has the best story wins. There you go. But, yeah, I don't know. Then we're going to have some little fucking dudes or women making up stories just for a fucking free shirt. <laughs> hey, as long as it's a good story. <laughs> well, it better be true, guys. It better be true. Well, that's all we got in regards to upcoming whatever we have for the podcast. Anyway... <laughs> Dan, you want to take it away with the first story? Yeah, I'll start it off. Uh, this is from Shane. Um, July 2nd, something else was it in the skies over Ocala National Forest. I don't know what year this was. Whatever, uh, I think it was after the last story he told us. But, um, uh, well, across the street, over the lake, Lake Kerr is huge. And directly across from my house. I'm starting to wonder if this lake is important to whatever these objects are. Because this is where myself and other close people in my life have witnessed sightings. This time, I have pics and video. And I'll put these up YouTube or Facebook or wherever the hell. That's right. The story goes like this. I was going to go to the convenience store down the road from my house. It closes at 10 p.m. every night. It was 9.45, and I was rushing to get there before they closed. As I walked to my truck, I noticed an object that was round and pulsating a fiery orange color that was hovering over Lake Kerr. I yelled for my mom to come look, as well as my aunt. Mom got there first, and we watched it moving rapidly towards our location. Then it stopped. At this time... My mom says, look, there's another one. And it too came in the same path as the other. And once it got to where the first one was, it also vanished. It, to me, it kind of uh, like, you know, planes come in the same Could be, path. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if, it, like, <clears throat> you said they vanished. I don't know, maybe a cloud or Clouds something. Clouds could but, do that. But, you know, everybody knows what a plane looks like. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Then I noticed a third, all witnessed by two family members. My girlfriend told me that she and her parents witnessed the same thing 15 years ago. 15 years ago. But they said Blackhawk helicopters arrived shortly after. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. He goes on, "These, these people are devoted Christians and members of a local church. They don't drink or do drugs so I believe they are highly credible. That's it. That's the story. Well, I'll take his word for it. Yeah, you're going to see the video coming up here. I haven't even seen the video yet, have I? I thought I? I showed you, but I can't remember. It was like back in August. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have showed it back in the day. I think it was August when I got it. Well, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Shane. Actually, I might have a little more to share later. I think there was something about Bigfoot, but I can't remember. It seems like a lot of weird shit going on down in the Ocala National Forest, though. Yeah. Camping there would be wild, wouldn't it? Where the hell is that? Florida? Yeah. I don't know exactly where. Should have looked that up, but... (laughs) I don't know about camping in Florida. We'll be dead (laughs) in a swamp or something. Gators. Snakes. (laughs) Yeah. Bigfoot. Fucking aliens. Yeah, Yeah. obviously aliens, too. (laughs) That'd be a wild fucking camping trip, though. Yeah. 
But uh, thanks again, Shane. Thank you very much, Shane. Keep sending more if you Keep got any more. Keep them coming. Very much appreciate it. All right, we'll get to Dan's mansion, the Stickney Mansion, the house with no square corners. Yeah, isn't that weird? That is weird. <clears throat> Thank you very much, uh, Troy Taylor, for uh, the story and letting me use it. Old Troy. Again. Good old Troy. Never lets us down. <laughs> All right, let's get straight into it. Near the tiny town of Bull Valley, Illinois, is perhaps one of the strangest houses in northern Illinois. It was originally located far off the beaten path and remains secluded today along a quiet and mostly deserted country highway. George and Sylvia Stickney. So you don't know any of these fucking people? I don't think so. Probably not, because this is in the 1800s. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind on that. Uh, George and Sylvia Stickney built this English country house in the middle of the 1800s. They chose such an isolated place for the peace and quiet and for their spiritualistic activities both of them were said to be accomplished mediums and they wanted to host parties and seances for their friends the seclusion offered by the illinois countryside made the perfect setting the house itself was very unusual in its design it rose to a full two stories although the second floor was reserved for a ballroom that ran the entire length of the building holy shit that's interesting that's a big ass ballroom during the civil war the house also served as quarters for federal soldiers and was home to the first piano in mchenry county Ooh, that's weird but this was not why the house gained its fame or rather its notoriety As devout practitioners of spiritualism, the Stickneys insisted on adding distinctive features into the design of the house. These features, they assured the architect, would assist them when holding seances and gatherings at the property. Since the seances would be held quite often, they specified that the house should have no square corners in it. They explained that spirits have a tendency to get stuck in these corners, which could have dire results. I did not know square corners can hold fucking That's how, spirits yeah, i learned that from that exact story hey man if they didn't maybe they'd have a shit ton of ghosts and spirits roaming around their house yeah <laughs> shit <laughs> it has also been suggested that the stickies believe that corners attracted the attention of evil spirits as well a common belief in spiritualistic circles of the time According to the legend, though, one corner of a room accidentally ended up with a 60-degree measurement. No, fuck, scratch that. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I don't know how I read 60. It blatantly says 90 degree. (laughs) Ended up with a 90-degree measurement. How this could have happened is unknown. Perhaps the architect either forgot or was unable to complete the room with anything but a right angle. Perhaps he thought that the Stickneys would never notice this one flaw. What a little (laughs) prick if that's the case. But they did notice. Probably put a curse on his ass. Yeah, they're not happy about that. <laughs> and here the legend takes an even stranger turn. The stories say that it was in this corner that George Stickney was discovered one day. He was slumped over to the floor, dead from an apparent heart failure, although no visible signs suggested a cause of death. Huh. Was he right about the square corners? Could an angry ghost summoned by a seance have been trapped in the corner? After the death of her husband, Sylvia Stickney lived on in the house and gained considerable fame as a spirit medium. The upstairs ballroom was converted into a large seance chamber, and people came from far and wide to contact the ghosts of their deceased loved ones and relatives. Sylvia also claimed to stay in contact with her unlucky husband and her deceased children. Hmm. Time passed, and despite the seances and the mysterious death of George Stickney, the house never really gained a bad reputation until the 1970s. 
It had always been considered a strange and unusual place connected to the spirit world, but it was never thought to be a bad one until a man named Roderick Smith moved in. He lived in the house for several years, and when he moved out, he began to claim that he had often heard strange noises in the place. He also added that his dogs were never comfortable there. This led him to believe that something was not right with the property. Smith's research led him to reveal that the house had become tainted by a group of devil worshippers who lived in it during the 1960s. He was convinced that their black magic rituals conjured up something unpleasant that now inhabited the house. Excuse me. It later turned out that the so-called devil worshippers were actually a group of stoned-out hippies <laughs> who painted the rooms in dark colors and built open fires on the floors of the house. Damn, really? fucking hippies, Wasn't man. Wouldn't that smoke you out? Yeah, are they dead? <laughs> yeah, are they dead hippies? Too? What the fuck? <laughs> when they departed, they left spray-painted messages and drug paraphernalia in their wake. While it's unlikely that they worshipped the devil, Smith was sure that they had changed the atmosphere of the Sickney Mansion forever. He was certainly no help in getting the house sold, but neither was one of the real estate listings that came after his departure. A local antique dealer would claim that he saw a real estate ad for the place in which a woman in a wedding gown could be seen pulling aside a curtain and peering out. That's fucking scary. Creepy. The photographer who took the picture said that no one was in the house at the time. He also stated that he had seen no one at the window when he was snapping the photos of the house. Was the woman a ghost? Eventually, the house sold, and the next owners claimed to experience nothing unusual in the place. They stayed on for several years, but moved out when their plans to restore the mansion didn't pan out. Their occupancy leaves nothing to suggest that they were bothered by ghosts, and apparently neither are the owners today. The local police department uses a portion of the restored house as their headquarters and claim nothing out of the ordinary. The official word is that while the house was badly treated by vandals, it is not, nor was it ever haunted. Bullshit. So, <laughs> so, so who knows? Some area residents dispute the final word of the authorities. They say that ghostly things can be going on in the Sickney Mansion for many years and continue to go on today, whether the local police officers want to admit it or not. What is the truth? No one seems to be able to say and the ghosts, if there are any here, are certainly not talking. <laughs> is there a picture that we can? There's post? that picture. Yep. Unless what I'm mistaken, the, that looks like the. I was talking about. Well, we could post the house, but I was talking about the ghost picture that the guy took. Oh, that I'm gonna have to look into. It doesn't have it in here. Well, if you find it, we'll put it in the notes. We will put it in the show notes. Thanks again to Troy Taylor. That was another great story. Where the fuck's Bull Valley? I don't know. I want to know, and I want to go to the fucking thing. Well, maybe not. The police headquarters are in there. They might do so. a tour of it, but I, I can't remember. It'd be cool to do a tour. Yeah, this is my family's house. Yeah. <laughs> Show them your IDs. Like, dude, I have rights to this yeah. fucking place, dude. You guys are out. Yeah. Pack up your fucking headquarters. <laughs> Move it, buddy. <laughs> well, we got nothing else. Good thing you had a very for- short fucking story. Yeah, because sorry. I didn't realize how short it was. Um, well, let's go straight into Strange News, Strange News. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Dan. Have you ever been dining in a restaurant and happened to ca- see a millionaire? Fuck. 
Have you ever been dining in a restaurant, Dan, and seen a 100 million year old dinosaur footprint? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Well, this motherfucker seems to have seen it. <laughs> oh, this is brought to us by NPR. My your favorite uh, news my source. My really favorite news source. Love the fucking NPR. <laughs> Anyway, um, if you need an excuse to head to brunch this weekend, allow yourself to consider the possibility that your French toast may cause you to expand scientific discovery and research. Whoa, right now. Earlier this month, an observant patron at a restaurant in southwest China spotted a set of footprints in the stone floor of the courtyard where they were dining. How did nobody else see this? I don't know. Until now. (laughs) Maybe we'll get to it. Well, if you didn't jump the gun, maybe we would have got to it. (laughs) And after the proper authorities were called in to observe and identify, the paleontologists on the scene discovered a new set of footprints, which they say belong to two dinosaurs that walked the planet some 100 million years ago. How do you pronounce X's in Chinese? Do you have any idea? X-Z? I I was thinking Z, too. Let's go with it. Paleontologist Dr. Linda Zing was one of the experts called in to investigate. It's not Linda. Backtrack. (laughs) Dr. Lida Zing was one of the experts to investigate. He told CNN that his team used a 3D scanner to confirm that the imprints were led by sauropods. Sauropods. I heard that name. I don't know exactly what it is. Well, here we go. Sauropods were plant eaters with small heads and long necks and tails, and they were monstrous. Monstrous. All these dinosaurs hatched out of eggs that were about the size of a grapefruit. So they were kind of like popcorn to the carnivores of their time, said Riley Black, (laughs) a paleontologist and science writer. Their Their whole game plan, evolutionarily speaking, was to eat a whole bunch of plants and get as big and fast... (laughs) (laughs) was to eat a whole bunch of plants and get big as fast as possible and although the time for sauropods to walk the earth may be long gone this discovery denotes an exciting time for paleont paleont (laughs) son of a bitch dude exciting time for paleontological how the fuck do you say paleontological Son of a bitch. Paleontological research. That's what we're going with. That's what they're getting. I would say that right now, China is, in particular with regards to dinosaur footprints, is undergoing a fossil renaissance. A lot of new and exciting spots are being discovered, said Scott Pearson. I mean, there's jumping from fucking paleontologists all over the place. A paleontologist at the College of Charleston. He has worked with the Chinese scientists who made this discovery, though he was not involved in this particular find. I have to say, I have never gone to a restaurant to discover dinosaur tracks, persons said. <laughs> yeah. I can vouch for that. I've never, uh, never, never even considered it. Now I'm going to start looking. I'll be looking. <laughs> Black said this type of encounter could be a reminder that the remains of fossils are still all around us. No shit. <laughs> Even sometimes when I go on walks around Salt Lake City, a lot of the sidewalks that we have out there are made from early Jurassic sandstone. And I haven't seen a dinosaur in there yet. 
but you'll see little tracks made by proto-mammals and scorpions and spiders that were crawling all over these sand dunes. I love proto-mammals. I love them too. <laughs> so there's really a whole sort of urban paleontology. While fossil footprints might not seem quite as dramatic as finding bones, they allow paleontologists to have a unique glimpse into how dinosaurs lived. Tracks are fossilized behavior. That is the motion of a living animal. And usually tracks are some of the only evidence we have of dinosaurs' social behavior, Black said. Black added that sauropods had to eat constantly to remain their size. So their behavior in this case may have involved munching their way through their lush green world. Mm. In other words, there's a chance they may have been brunching too. Brunching? <laughs> oh. Paleontologists have the best sense of humor. <laughs> they are yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> So thank you, NPR. Appreciate an actual good story. Um, Well, that's interesting. What's not interesting is we got nine minutes left. What the fuck are we going to do now? Oh, I guess a moment of silence. Let's have a moment of silence for those uh, sauropods (laughs) that uh, are sorely missed. 100 million years old now? Yeah, well, they deserve a moment of silence, I'd say. (laughs) And there they have it. Thank you again. There you go. So, do we have anything upcoming that we need to know about other than the t-shirt giveaway? We have no No. guests. Well, Meg is going to come back with her husband. Last episode's guest is going to bring her husband. We're going to interview him with some of his uh, experiences. She might have more stories. I don't know. uh, I think she did have a few more that we didn't touch on. So, we have that. But uh, Maybe Dan will have a story longer than two minutes next week. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, do, should we get the ball rolling on talking about doing investigations and waiting for yeah, uh, let's do that again eight or nine episodes of fucking <laughs> do it? <laughs> well, we're definitely going to do one, and we don't yeah, know what yet. We got nothing lined up, but we're going to find something. And what we will do is get more footage, so I don't have a bunch of pictures and black screens like I did in the last one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, don't forget the spirit box. And I have a spirit box that I used twice. Nothing happened with it yet. We but. did. Uh, well, we did go to. New Orleans, and we didn't... I forgot really, the fucking thing then. Yeah, he forgot it, and we really didn't ask anybody for stories anyway, so... No, we didn't. We we're, were too busy trying to survive. Yeah, <laughs> drinking and, uh, you know, what yeah. goes down there. <laughs> yeah, and it's the murder, ca- murder capital of the United States that I found out right when we got back. My uncle sent me a picture from the news, so yeah, that's... Hey, hey, we survived. We survived, man. I do have a voodoo doll. Should we do my voodoo doll yeah. on the next podcast? Yeah, Whatever the fuck it's supposed Didn't to do. Did you get a, a reading too? Oh, I did get a reading. Uh, our buddy James filmed it. Did he send it to you? He did not send it to me. Well, you got to ask for Even me. though I asked him and asked him and asked him. Maybe the next episode. Because Greg, our buddy Greg uh, got one too. Mr. Z. Mr. Z, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and his was pretty pretty awesome. If you, I'll probably share that. You really got to know him to really know what this lady is talking about she was pretty spot on about things it was crazy <laughs> mine was i don't know i was pretty drunk she said something about being with a group of friends but i walked by her with yeah. a group of friends so yeah, like, no well, that doesn't count james was like oh my god she got that right on my head. <laughs> like no shit dude she just watched me walk with a group of friends right in front of yeah. her about four minutes ago <laughs> she did say that well purchase a house on a street that has meaning to me or the name means something to me which is weird because I almost bought a house on Crowfoot Street, and I used to live on Crowfoot in Florida. Oh. But I didn't end up buying it because 
it didn't pass inspections very well. Yeah. So I didn't get it. It been another twenty grand on top of the hundred and sixty. Well, you have to keep not your eye happen. open. Keep your eye open for the next street. So yeah, I'll be keeping my eye open, and then hopefully we'll be doing podcasts podcasts there soon. And I think that about sums it up. Yeah, I think so. We'll do better next time, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, and yeah, thanks. Uh, and uh, hey, send us your stories, ales and strange tales at Gmail. Dot com. Please do. I was talking to the guy at the bar. I gave him the email address. He emailed the address, and I didn't receive it. I still haven't received it. And I saw him typing in. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Is this lost in the ether? Maybe it's gone. Send it or save it. I don't know. But Well, we could probably have him as a guest. I got his number. Usually but, when I go to bars, I get dude's numbers, so that's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, but, we're on Instagram right now, too. Ales and Strange Tales. Yeah. In Instagram. I didn't even know that. Yeah. You guys are finding out everything as I find out as well. I we're on Twitter, but I don't do shit. It, Twitter's weird for me. I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> I don't really What's Instagram? It. Just pictures? It's mostly pictures. Can you video. even type anything on there? No, but you could, like, I could share, like, the Facebook posts and shit and videos on there and whatnot. Can you, like, put writing, like, captions on photos on that thing? No, if I caption the photo first and then put it on there. Oh, oh, shit. Well, it sounds like a pain in the ass, but we'll be working on that, too. But, yeah, find us on there. Find us. Give us stories. Leave us five-star reviews, because obviously we deserve them with our short Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, five-star review. Please. you might even get a free shirt out of it. Who knows? Anyway, this is Chris Moyers. Dan Stickney. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.